Ladies and gentlemen, how you doing? This your boy Johnny Vegas, host of Sleepers for Billionaires, the podcast. And I'm here to tell you that Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. Anchor gives you everything you need in one place for free, which you can use right away from your phone or your computer. Creation tools allow you to record and edit your podcast so it sounds great. They'll distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google podcasts and many more you can easily make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership download the anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started I wanna be a billionaire. I ain't getting no sleep till I see a million every week. I wanna be a billionaire. I ain't getting no sleep till I see a billion every week. I wanna be a billionaire. Billionaire, I wanna be a billionaire. Ladies and gentlemen, how you doing? Welcome to another episode of Sleepers for Billionaires, the podcast. I am your host, Johnny Vegas. Now today, I got a very, very, very special guest on my show, ladies and gentlemen. You are in for a treat. This man is not only a philanthropist, he's also an activist, motivational speaker, best-selling author, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, Freeway Ricky Ross. What's my up, man. What's up? What's up? Oh, thank you, man. I'm very humbled to have you in my presence today, my brother. Glad to be here. Yeah, man. It's like uh, you're definitely uh, contributing to my dream by just being a part of this. I mean, <laughs> you, don't, you don't know me from a hole in the wall, man. The fact that you took the opportunity to do this today is... It's amazing. Well, so. you're a young brother trying to make it, and uh, Facts. I want to see young brothers make it. Yeah, man, because I need all the help I can get. <laughs> You've been out here faking it. Nah, 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 no. It's, I'm time, it's <laughs> time for some people to make it. That's a super fact. that faking it. Yeah, we ain't got time for that, man. So, first off, man, how you doing today, my brother? I'm good. Just busy, man. Just so many opportunities you know it's like opportunities just keep falling out the tree you know like but well, that's a blessing like yeah it is you know using principles yeah you know when you're using principles it's just like they just keep regenerating themselves. you know it's like um, if you I, I did i did a podcast i mean not a podcast this morning i was talking about the farmer who had the goose you know he came out the at the house one day, he go in the back, checking for eggs, and the goose laid a golden egg. Oh snap! Okay. Yeah, the yeah. egg wasn't like a regular <laughs> egg; it was gold. Yeah. And um, so often we get blessings, and, and and we don't know how to accept them. You know, mm. it's like um, the former. He wasn't satisfied with getting one gold egg a day. Yeah. You know, he wanted more, so he cut the goose open to find out where the eggs was coming from. Mm. You know, the moral of that story, and. What, what I did is I take every situation and I try to break it down and make logical sense out of it. And mm-hmm. Basically what that story is talking about is how we get opportunities and, and, and gifts and, and we blunder them. Yeah. You know, we take and cut ourselves off from the blessing, you know. Like, That's a fact. What is wrong with you, you know. Now me, if I would have came out and I saw the goose had laid one golden egg, the first thing I'm going to do is make the goose fatter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the goose is fatter, healthier, so I'm gonna give vitamins. You know, yeah, uh, bring out more the, eggs. Take them to the doctor. Yeah, you know what I'm <laughs> that's saying? a fact. Uh, um, Protect your investment. I'm not gonna take a knife in and put to the goose. You know, yeah, like, you're gonna destroy it. That's a fact. You know, your blessing, you you gonna kill your, you gonna stab your blessing, you gonna cut your own blessing off, and, and so often, 
uh, we find people, you know, cutting their own blessings off. You know? Yeah, well, it's, it sounds like you're definitely counting all your blessings, man, and you're very strategic in how you move accordingly with the opportunity. You got to, man, because, you know, uh, well, you know they say opportunities we only get once in a while, but I, I have to disagree. I get opportunities <clears> every day. You know, I have to, like, pick through the opportunities, like, ah, I'm going to let that one sit down. I'm going to get this one to echo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Because I get so many of them, you know, uh, and, and that's because I'm not cutting them off. Yeah. You know, I'm not taking the, the $50, the $100, you know, the $200, the $100,000. You know, I'm not taking that. Yeah. Like, ah, you know, I can get mine later on. I can take the one egg at a time and, and keep stacking it every day, every day, and you know, in a year, uh, I'll have my 360 eggs. There you, you go. Know, instead of the person who is going to try to get the whole 360 today. You're like, oh, I want all 360 of mine right now. Mm-hmm. You know, hell with that in the future. You know, I, I might not live. You know, your life ain't promised to you. Yeah. You know, and, and you hear all those type of things, and, and those are the things that really motivate people and drive them to make the moves that they make because they don't know if they're going to exist tomorrow or next week or next year so with that being said you know <clears throat> how does you know someone with your past and your history and all the trials and tribulations you've been through feel to be alive you know and blessed today just oh wonderful wonderful you know just to be walking the streets is is, is crazy uh, you know I'm, I'm, and, and you mentioned that I, I just had met two of my friends that uh, I hadn't seen in like 18 15 years you know Mm-hmm. We're all in prison together. You know, we had life sentences together. We walked the yard. We talked. And I met him the first time, like two weeks ago. You know, mm-hmm. since they've been out, they just they got they had presidential pardons from Obama, and so they started to trickle down, and they started to get out. And we were sitting up. in a room, and we was talking, and the conversation was just like crazy. I had to stop the conversation and say, "Look, man, I need y'all to get out of my office, mm-hmm. and we're gonna redo this again later on." But I want the cameras to be rolling. You know, when, when we sit down and talk next time. And, uh, I, I talked to Glenn Plummer about it last night. You know, I had a, a meeting with Glenn Plummer. You know, Glenn played me in the movie uh, 100 Kilos. Mm-hmm. So we sit down last night and we were talking about, you know, just different stuff. And I was like, Glenn, man, you might be the perfect dude, man, to, to do this with. I want to you know, get these guys, like 15 or 20 of the guys who had life sentences without the possibility of parole. And, mm-hmm. We all just go in the room and we just talk about life, you yeah, know, like yeah, yeah. what we did in the joint, what is it like going to court, you know, maybe having to bring some pictures and just, you know, just sit down and just like chop it up and just, you know, let the people see, you know, let them hear, you know, from, from the OGs, you know, the guys who, who, who ran the streets. You yeah. Know? Uh, in that room, there's going to be some people that probably can touch just by anybody in the world, you know. Yeah. So, Glenn loved the idea. He's like, man, I'm going to get the cameras. Mm-hmm. I'm, 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 you know, I'm with it. Now, that sounds great, man. I mean, I love to be a part of that. I mean, I got the cameras on deck. And you see, I own all this, so let me know. <laughs> nah, but, uh, but yeah, but look, looking back on the passing things, you know what I'm saying? I mean, if, if you could go back in time, would you have taken a different path or would you have done everything exactly nah, the same? I don't care about the past. Let them talk about my past. Yeah. I'm looking to the future. That's see, what's up. See, I can see from two years from now. Okay. I can predict what's going to happen in two years. Oh, yeah? And so I don't have to go back to what's already written. So you can't change the past. Okay. But I can predict the future. 
Mm. See, I can make the future whatever I want it to be. That's a fact. So I don't have to live in the past. People who 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 can't see the future live in the past. That's a fact. Because that's something they can see, they can identify with it. Me, uh, I'm living in the future. I'm like, this is what's going to happen next year and the year after that, you know. And you ought to pick my lottery ticket. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, I need your help with that one. Well, you know, I, I don't play the lottery, though. <clears throat> See, I'm the lottery ticket. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it is. I like that. I like that, man. So with that being said, so being how you, you seem to foresee things as they come, for those who don't, you know, especially our youth today that, that are looking for a way out and just might be stuck in their product of the environment, you know what I'm saying, that that may lead into, you know, a life of crime or whatever the case may be. What's your advice to them to seek a way out other than, you know, those uh, roles? They have to become in tune. Tune, can you further elaborate? Well, when you become in tune with your environment, mm -hmm. then you become a part of the environment. Yeah. When you become a part of it, not only can you be a part of it, but you can become the dictator. Mm. You can become the one that starts to dictate what's going to happen in that environment. Okay. You know, like, what's going to go on? Mm -hmm. You know, how is it going to function? Uh, because you know, we as humans are not helpless beings. Right. But in order to be in tune with your environment, you first have to be in tune with yourself. Mm hmm and the only way you can do that is by controlling self. Without self-discipline, there's nothing. Mm -hmm. It's just like a loose piece of jelly that just goes wherever. Go with the flow. You just go with the flow. The wind blow you over there, and or no, when the jelly just roll over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little slump and just roll down the hill, you know. But when you become firm and you have a stance, mm -hmm. it's something that you're standing for. Then you know, take a hurricane to push you down. <laughs> yeah, that's a fact. That's a super fact, man. Trust me, I'm the same way, man. I stand behind my beliefs and can't know what I You got to, you know, Malcolm X said, if you don't stand for something, fall for anything. Yeah, you'll fall for anything. Mm -hmm. So I totally believe that, and, and you know, I'm trying to stand for you know what I believe in. You ain't trying, you doing one, brother. Yeah, man. I, I, you know. I got an opinion on that. <laughs> but I'm glad you say that. I'm glad you say it. Anyway, from what I see, you're doing a great job, my brother. Definitely keep it's up. It's a lot more to come, man. This thing is it, it's crazy, you know, like uh, to have somebody write your obituary. Mm. You know, I was talking to uh, one of Dr. Phil guys last night. You know, okay. He's a producer with Dr. Phil show. Mm -hmm. Man, we ought to get you on the show. You know, it's like, yeah, because I'm one of the rash motherfuckers on the planet. <laughs> <laughs> you know, how many people get their obituary wrote in LA Magazine? Right. LA Damn. Magazine read, they wrote my obituary. That's crazy. And then I got to read my own obituary. Oh, man. How many people get to do that? I ain't do it yet. Shit. <laughs> so, um, when you apply those principles in, 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 in it's like they're almost unstoppable, man. And if young people really want to uh, be successful and, and to to journey forward, mm -hmm. start to see the future, right? Start to uh, learn how they can elevate themselves. Then it, it has to start with the principles. Mm -hmm. 
Okay. So what do you want people to learn from your story? You know, with everything that happened with the past, with what you're doing in the future, what your, your body... I mean, there's so many things you can take from my story. You know? mm -hmm. uh, it's not over till it's over. That's a fact. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. um, no matter where you at, you can still change the situation. You right. Know? You can still grow. You can still develop. Um, it's never too late. Um, you can be whatever you want to be. You can mold yourself, mm -hmm. you know. What I realized is that at one time I was allowing my environment to mold me mm. instead of me molding my environment. And now that's my goal is for me to mold my environment and not be molded by my environment. Would you say that's the biggest thing you learned from your own story? Uh, no. Nah. I mean, critical thinking, you know, how to think past today. Mm -hmm. you know, how to think past tomorrow. Uh, I mean, it's just so much. You know, it's just according to what day. You know, what day it is. Yeah, something different. You know, another day. Well, take your time, brother. We got two more hours. No, just kidding. <laughs> we ain't got no two hours. No, just kidding. <laughs> oh man. You know, I could pay a lot of money for an hour. Oh man, man. I'm I appreciate high. you coming here. I'm, I'm expensive. I know, man. Thank <laughs> you. Man. I appreciate you, man. <laughs> yeah, um, but you know, on the, on the real, uh, that's why I wrote my book mm. so the young people could could kind of like get into my head, mm -hmm. you know, because I want them in my head. Yeah, you know, I want them to play with my brain, you know, uh, and, and I believe if they do that, if they're able to go inside my brain and pull my knowledge out and then stand on top of that knowledge, you know, they're going to be able to see further than what I saw. That's so, a fact. Uh, it's, it's very important that we try to uh, pass these messages along to, to young people. Mm, no, I agree, man. Now, speaking of the book, uh, tell me, uh, congratulations on that, by the way. Are two you, books. Two books. Excuse me. Um, to both books, yeah. you know. And it's the third one sitting in the way. Waiting. Mm. Waiting. That's what I'm I got one in the chamber ready to go. I'm going to pop it. Bang. There you go. <laughs> so are you, are you happy with the success of the latest release, you know, as far as sales is concerned and everything you're doing to market it? I can't keep it. I can't keep the book. What you mean? I keep selling out. Oh, oh <laughs> there you go. So I take that as a yes. <laughs> yeah, I keep selling out. You know what I'm saying? Uh, the book is doing phenomenal, mm -hmm. you know. Especially for somebody like me, independent. I mean, you can see it on the internet. Go on the internet mm -hmm. and Google the book. You I saw see, it. I you saw see it. all the pictures and all the people holding it. And matter of fact, they got a documentary right now. It's on Netflix about a football a football team mm -hmm. out of Kansas. That uh, it's crazy that I spoke at the school during the time they were filming their Netflix film. And, and they caught you in the film as well. Yeah, the book is in the film. Somebody okay. called me the other day and was like, "Man." This TV show is on about this football team in Kansas, and, and I saw your book in there. And I was like, yeah, all the kids at the school, the school bought all the kids' book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, it's just phenomenal, man, to uh, to have the kind of success that uh, that I'm having right now. Mm -hmm. Well, that's what's up. I'm, I'm definitely happy for you, my brother. You're definitely blessed. You know, it sounds like you're a workaholic, man. Like, you don't stop. Tell me, what does... Freeway Ricky Ross do the unwind. What do you do to chill and relax? Work. <laughs> Yo, you know what's crazy? That's my answer as well. Because every time I want to work, my brain just 
can't stop moving. I'm thinking about the next opportunity, the next way to well, get that's that what bag. I, I enjoy that though. I mean, if you, if you enjoy that, it's you know, like uh, I was reading this book one time, and this dude was like 89, 90 years old, and it was like, um, when are you gonna take a day off? <laughs> you work too much. And you know what his response was to them? Oh, this is work. <laughs> he said, I'm having a ball. <laughs> yeah, right, right. If you love what you do, it don't feel like work. It don't feel like work. So, you know, um, every day for me is a vacation, you know. Mm. Um, it's when I'm, I'm not doing nothing, it's probably when, when I'm at my worst, you know. And that was one of the things about being in prison that mm. I found out is that prison is made to make you worthless mm. when you don't have any value. And uh, everybody wants to have value. Right. That's a fact. That's a super fact. I, hey, the name of the show is Sleep is for Billionaires, brother. I live by that code, man. I don't, I don't sleep. You, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm still working. And then once you get that billion, if you want to, you can show you can get out. Yeah, but not for too long. I'm going to need another one. I'll pick you up. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fact, man. That's, you got you got children, man? Yeah? How many? Just come from the tennis court. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just started playing tennis with my girl like two weeks Serena. ago. I got a little Serena. Oh, yeah! <laughs> That's what I'm talking about, man. Baby I'm still working on my backhand. I'm trying and to baby right. the ad. Yeah? That's yeah, dope. yeah. I'm going um, to try to be what Richard Williams did. You know, he had... He had two females that he wanted to. I'm gonna have the number one woman and number one man in the world at mm. the same time. So he couldn't have number one. Yeah, yeah. Twice. Right, 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 right. I'm gonna have number one twice. There you go. Both sides, and then see when my son becomes number one in the world. Uh, I like that. He said when, that if when he becomes he'll be him. the best tennis player in the whole world. There you, you know, go. Because a woman can't claim the best tennis player in the world. Mm. Why is that? They can't beat the men. Oh God, they actually made a movie about that, like Battle of the Sexes or something. Yeah, like with Billie Jean King. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't watched. It. I want to see it though, but it's, it's interesting. They can't. Story. They, the men are just too hit the ball too hard, too strong. Mm. So uh, men will dominate. I mean, men will dominate the women on, on the court. Mm. Uh, so when my son becomes number one in the world, mm. he'll really be the number one person in the whole world. <laughs> For me, that would be like, oh my goodness, that's what I always wanted to do. Yeah. You know, so I just had to live my dreams through him. Nah, that's a fact, man. So, so wait, you wanted to be a tennis player back in the day? I played tennis. Oh, okay. Okay. You still, I mean, you good at it now? You, you, you all right? Well, I'm a good teacher. You're a good teacher? <laughs> I'm just expensive. Yeah, I, I can do it. You know, $300 an hour. That's what's up. You know, then I probably would say, oh, well, you're going to have to take 30 days mm. in advance. You can take the 30 days in advance. <laughs> Yeah, you're gonna need a little bit more work. <laughs> That's funny, man. Now I'm glad I'm glad you're taking those steps to, you know, protect your children from, you know, following those footsteps from your earlier past, you know, by putting them in sports and tennis and just keeping them focused and guiding them that way. Cause that was actually a follow-up question, but you answered it, so that's what's up. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, what what um what I do is I look back at my life and I'm I'm like, what would have happened if you had a dad that was in the business, mm. you know, you know, my dad would have just been a mechanic or whatever, you know. I yeah. know I would have taken that and and taken it to another level. But when you don't have anybody to guide you, then you start being guided by your environment, right? And, and that's pretty much what happened to me. You know, it was just it's crazy, right? I was just on the phone, 
two days ago and I was talking to one of my buddies. Mm. And he went to jail when he was 18. He's been in jail 40 years. Oh my God. For what, if you don't mind me asking? A robbery murder. Mm. I'm sorry to hear about that, about your friend and all that. So, what I'm saying is that I realized that I was right there in that same environment, but I had made a commitment Mm. I ain't putting a gun in nobody's face for their money. Right. You know, because. When, when you're in the hood, you know, you, you, you're looking at, believe it or not, we look at crime as career opportunities. That's a fact. You know, it's Unfortunately. Court. In court, they call it career crime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know, made a career out of this shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I see dudes right now hustling for cars and jewelry and shoes and damn. So you got to keep doing that shit. Mm-hmm. Me, I was hustling to get me a business. Right. And I was gonna let the business buy all that shit. Yeah, you know exactly. I mean? Hell yeah. Oh, I can do this forever because my business is gonna keep turning. Mm-hmm. It's gonna keep making money. Uh, so you know, it, it's it's really important that we analyze uh, what we're doing and, and figure out you know where where we should be. Right. And not just you know just keep running around like a hamster on that wheel around and around and around. And then we look up. Oh, we still in South Central. Yeah. Gotta get out of his box. I'm man. still in Inglewood. I'm still in Watts. Mm. And then you're gonna start winding up in Watts, and then they be like, oh, you can't come here no more. Right. Well, we bought this motherfucker. Exactly. <laughs> you, don't, <laughs> you don't own it no more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you out of here. Where you, go downtown. <laughs> get your cardboard box. They got plenty of room. Oh, man. That's fucking crazy. <laughs> it's crazy, but it's real. Yeah, it's a fact, man. Unfortunately, it is what it is. So tell me, what, what what do you think the future holds for, like, you know, drug addiction and stuff like that? Like, do you think it's going to get worse, going to get better? Like, what's your opinion on it? I don't know. You know, um, the problem with drugs is that people want to use them. Yeah. So until you get the people to realize that they can function without drugs, you're going to always have a drug problem. Mm. So it's more like a self-esteem, self-confidence kind of thing. Like Absolutely. You know, one of the things that I argue with the court about is the courts want to, they want to punish the dealers. Mm-hmm. You know, punish the dealers, let the, let the addicts go. But what I tried to explain to them is that addicts is going to keep creating dealers. Right. You lock up a dealer and then the addicts going to create another one. Because they're going to start running around with people, man, I got 50 bucks, you ain't got it. You get it, you know who got it, and pretty soon somebody's gonna say, I'll get it for you. Mm-hmm. I need that 50 bucks, I need that 100 bucks, I need that thousand. Yeah, and it's just like a domino effect after that. So that's why they keep getting them, they keep locking them up. You know, right now we got over 2.2 million people in prison, Damn. and the streets full of dope still. Word, if they did a sweep today and lock them all up. Then next week, they're going to start some new ones. That's a fact. Yeah, ain't nothing going to stop. Ain't nothing going to change. It ain't going to change until we change our mentality. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Shit, um, so on another note, tell me, um, you know, what's your relationship like like with Ross? You know what I mean? I know you had the Who one name thing. Well, the, the, the rapper. His name, with your William, name. His name, William Roberts. The rapper, yeah, with that. The, William with Roberts. Name. Right. What's your relationship like with him now? Yeah. Now I mess with I mess with Rich, 
Freeway Rich out mm-hmm. of Kansas City. Matter of fact, we turned into an album together. Okay. Probably me, Rich. You gonna be talking on it or rapping? I might try to rap too. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you need a writer, holla at me, man. I'll do that too, man. I do a little writing. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I'm not ready to write my own rhyme. I, I want to hear something, man. I'll, <laughs> I'll let you know. I'll let you know. <laughs> but I, I mean, I'm open to it. Uh, Rich, Freeway, mm-hmm. Billy, me, and uh, the Freeway Boys out of. Yeah. Uh, no one, you mean Freeway that rapped with uh, Beans back in the day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's what's up. Yeah, so like we all it. talking about doing an album together, okay, you know, and putting it out and you know, see what it do. That'd be that'd be cool, man. I'd be almost like I think it'd be cool if I do like that, like a book with an album at the same time, like an audio type of book, and but it's rapping at the same time, a rapping word. I mean, I don't yeah. know, man. Something to brainstorm on. Like, there's so many ways you can go about that to make it really unique to where it would be different from what's out. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think that'll be. That'd be something to really take your time with, you know what I'm saying? Really piece it together and make it like a, a masterpiece, you know what I'm saying? Not just a regular album. Well, we're just so. working on it, you know. Uh, I, I got a few artists that I'm working on. I just signed a young lady out of Atlanta. I'm, I'm really rapper or singer? She's a rapper. Okay. 16 years old. Mm. Dope. Yeah. Sound like Lil Baby. Okay. You know, okay. Well, you know, he's influencing the South right now. Absolutely. Shout out to Lil Baby. All the kids want to be Lil Baby right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, music is hot. You got that, that she balance not, to it. She might not like me saying that, you know. Yeah. That her style is kind of like his, but it's definitely influenced. I think. But that's it. a compliment. It is. It is. But you know how artists are. They, oh, my own person. Yeah, that ego. Yeah. 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 They can compare me to Jay Z. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so we just did that. Um, we also still working uh, with Naku. Okay. Out of York. Um, Few, few artists we working with. I mean, got, got so much stuff going on. The cannabis industry today, the last day for uh, social equity. Mm-hmm. So we got to make sure everybody got their paperwork in. Um, so when you say you're getting into the cannabis industry, you know, what exactly are you doing? Like, are you buying stock of cannabis? No, or I'm not buying no stock in nobody. I don't want to work for nobody's company. I want to own the company. Okay. I want to own the industry. Well, put me on because I'm buying stock left and right, but if you know something, I don't want to be talking to you. Well, really, buying stock, in my personal opinion, is is, 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 is chancy. Right. Because none of these companies are making a profit right now. Mm. So you could just be feeding a fat cat. And then in the end, I'm going to wind up with all you guys' assets when they figure out that they don't know how to sell marijuana. Mm. Because most of these guys, you know, like Mad Man, and, uh, they don't really know how to sell marijuana. Right. You know, and, and they were able to raise a billion two, but with no uh, cash flow. Mm. You know, you're raising money, but you don't have a cash flow. And without cash flow, uh, you know, the business ain't going to last. Mm. Okay. No, that's that's interesting. Yeah, we'll we'll talk a little further on that off camera. You know what I'm saying? Cause I got some ideas, and I got some people getting involved in that. Then, you know, maybe together we could all achieve more. So we'll definitely I'm discuss definitely that. that. You don't really know. Yeah. Well, I mean, my my last question, man. Um, you know, I know I know you probably had some idols you looked up to back in the day that probably influenced you to get in the business you got in. But now, being the man that you are, the reformed man, you know what I'm saying? The philanthropist, activist, best-selling author. Who are some of the idols you look up to now? Oh man, I got a lot of idols, man. People that I that I know. I don't necessarily know if if I, if I would call them idols. You know, uh, an idol is is kind of a, 
kind of a strange word. You know, really? like, why why you feel it's strange? Like though? I worship this person. Nah, not worship. Just like you know what I'm saying. Like that's me, for example, that's... with me, like my, one of my idols is Jay Z. But that's what an idol would mean if if you looked it up in the dictionary. Yeah, I mean, well, I, I, I feel you. Well, so who, uh, damn, so now you kind of messed up my question. <laughs> so who you look up to? <laughs> like, who you like? <laughs> I, I like Farrakhan. Okay, there we go. Um, in the music industry, who would I say I like? I don't know, man. Just as an entrepreneur, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, there's maybe, so many entrepreneurs, you know. Uh, I studied Nike, I studied Sam Walton, I studied Bill Gates. Uh, Les Brown, uh, Rob Johnson, who's on BT, mm. uh, Reginald Lewis. I love Reginald. Yeah. I love Reginald. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Reginald was a beast. That's what's you know, he's the first black billionaire. Mm, Real I'm... billionaire. Not not like these billionaires we got today. You know, mm-hmm. billionaires, but they can't spend 100000 Right, right, right. I ain't talking about them kind of billionaires. I'm mm-hmm. talking about he was a real, real, real billionaire. You know, like, he really, like, put it on him, you know, and yeah. had to give him his money. Mm-hmm. Um, who else would I say, man? Oh, Paul Mooney. I love the way Paul, mm, Paul Mooney is talking. I, I just got hit to him, like, last night, you know. What? Oh, man, he's a legend, man. He wrote for some bad motherfuckers back in the I day, know. man. But I, I be, see, I be so into my little bubble that, that I don't see what's going on. Yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah. I don't know that this dude is like this. Yeah, know? he used to write for Richard Pryor, Eddie Murphy. Like all of them, and yeah. they were great. So imagine his pen. You know his, what I'm saying? His pen is wicked. Yeah. So um, I mean, there's just so many people that that that, that I like and I admire. Uh, I, just, I mean, I admire greatness. Muhammad Ali. You know, I just saw his documentary on on on, uh, on HBO, the one LeBron James did. Mm. You know, shout out to LeBron. He's doing his thing all the way around. You know, yeah. Schooled Muhammad Ali documentary. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a privilege of going to his office too, uh, about eight months ago. You know, they they putting it together, uh, but that Muhammad Ali documentary was just sick, man. Yeah, really. You should uh, check out this documentary on Netflix now called "The Black Godfather." It's about Clarence Avon. I heard about that. Yeah, it's pretty dope, man. He's uh, he was like a connector in the music industry and uh, facilitated a lot of deals, started a lot of careers, and made a profit off of it. You know, but. He's he's in the shadows with it, you know what I'm saying? People don't really give him the praise until this documentary came out. But yeah, I've been knowing about know. I've been knowing about Clan since the sixties. Oh, I'm sure, I'm sure, yeah. So I've been knowing about him a long time. Uh, I was in the music circles, you know, back in the day. Mm-hmm. You know, just didn't really know how to capitalize on it uh, like I do today. That's what's up, man. Well, I wish you nothing but success with that venture and everything you got going on. I want to thank you for coming by today, man. Oh, thank you pleasure. for having me, man. You got to read that book. You ain't I, read my book I, yet? Well, not yet, but I will be reading it. I will listen, be purchasing listen, it. Listen to this here. You got to read my book. You got to read that article when they wrote my obituary. Mm-hmm. And then you got to read my other book, 21 Keys to Success. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you, got, you, got the, you got the audio book out? I like, I like to, people to read to me. I, I'm, 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 uh, I got to put the audio book. Everybody been telling me, and I've been just, you know, kind of crazy, like, I ain't got time, I ain't got time. Yeah, you know, yeah, I mean, you don't have to read it, you can get somebody else to read it, but unless you want that authenticity, it does, it should come from your voice, in my opinion, as a fan, yeah, you know Yeah, everybody say they want me to read it. Uh, you know, but, one page a day, fuck it. Yeah, my schedule, yeah, I probably could on the airplane. <laughs> 
<laughs> Yo, man, thanks for coming by once again, man. No doubt, no doubt. Look forward to further business dealing conversations, man. Let's do it. You got the billionaire club, mm-hmm. I got the millionaires club. Hey, and so I'm... see, we all come together, and then the millionaires, we're gonna help you become a billionaire. That's what I need, baby. I need that. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Sleepers for Billionaires, the podcast. Johnny Vegas, you got anything you want to say? I yeah, saw you tell me, you can find me at Freeway Ricky on all social media. Also, uh, you can get my book, my 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 sweatshirts, and everything off my website, FreewayRickyRoss.com. Also, be on the lookout for my new podcast coming out called Plug Talk. Mm. Plug Talk. That's Plug, what it's talk. Plug Talk. Plug mm. Talk. When does that When does that come out? Well, we're working on it right now. Uh, uh, we're working with with Tyson and his camp. They 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 helping me put it together. Oh, like Mike Tyson? Yeah, Mike Tyson. Oh, yeah, okay, because he got the podcast stuff, so. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I'm That's doing dope, boxing, too. You know I'm doing some boxing, too. Okay. I'm going I'm to try to take Al Hendricks down. What? Man, Al should got, retire. Man, we got to do a part two to this, man. Al should retire. <laughs> I'm going to Al to retire. He done did it all. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Al did it all. Retire. Let's, let, a, let a young buck have it. Yeah, that's a fact, man. Well, shit, if you need some help filming or whatever, holla at I your boy. You, you. you can get with us on, on, on putting this talk together. I guarantee this this is going to go viral. When, when I put all of these guys in there and they see all of this power from around the country man. in one place and all, like, I mean, I just visualize it's going to be crazy. Yo, nah, it is big, man. I mean, like I said, anything I could do to help or anything I could plug up together, let me know, man. But I think that right there is a winner. I mean, just putting all those heads in the room. So much information could come out of that that people can utilize in the in the present and the future. You know what I'm saying? So no doubt. you got you got something there. You got a winner right there, man. But we'll talk, we'll talk further, man. We're like, going to do it. We're going to do it. Thank you again. No problem, man. Right. Thank you, man. Johnny Vegas, Freeway, Ricky Ross, Sleepers for Billionaires, the podcast, and we out.